0: Praise the Lord. So this week, how it went down is pastor was here praying. He was praying. I wasn't here. We didn't even know who was going to bring forth the word. And he called me and he said, I think you better pray because I think you're the one that's going to be bringing forth the word. And each time that I come here to bring the word, it's like it's always a fight because I'm, I'm feeling, you know what, Lord? I don't feel worthy to bring forth your word but I know that the Lord he anoints the vessel that he calls to bring forth his word and I just want to thank him for that because he's such a good God so last night even I was here in his presence just waiting on him for a word because I didn't have a word but the environment was so pregnant because Pastor was here praying the whole day for me. So I just came and I. the minute I lay right here, I received the word. It was really quick and I say, thank you, Lord. And we need to understand how the Holy Spirit move with us. I know for me, if I don't feel as if I have a word, that's when the Holy Spirit, that's when the Lord wants to use me because he knows now that I am dead. And there's nothing that I will have to say. Nothing I will have to present of myself to you. And it has to be him because I have nothing. So whenever I've come to the end of myself, that's when the Lord does his best work. Amen. So I'm telling pastor, anytime that I come to him and I say, you know what? I have a word. That's when he shouldn't use me. That's when he shouldn't. Because there is nothing within the flesh that glorifies God whenever I think I have something I have nothing just like when the Lord was speaking to Gideon and he said mighty man and Gideon was even looking say are you speaking to me Lord because I know there's nothing mighty within me and this is when the Lord started to exalt him because when we think we are weak that's when he can do his best work in us amen so I just thank him for that place And the word that he gave me to bring forth this morning is God's principle of creation, power of the spoken word. And for those of you who came to hear another, I encourage you to come back next week. Pastor will be preaching. Amen. All right. Okay. So I wanted to look at the word itself. The word. What is the word? It's a single distinction meaningful elements of speech or writing used with others or sometimes alone to form a sentence and typically showed with a space on either, on either side when written or printed. And the spoken word is just words that are uttered from the lips, from the mouth. But I'm gonna take it from a different angle also today and I'm going to speak to you about power of the spoken word spoken through a spirit filled human being when Jesus called and commissioned us he gave us nothing but the word because he knew that that was sufficient that was the only thing that was given to us And let's go to the Word itself, St. Matthew 28, and verse 19 and 20. My second favorite scripture verse, and it reads, Go he therefore, and teach all nations, teach them what? Teach them the Word, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost teaching them to observe all things teaching them what teaching them the word and how to observe all things whatsoever i have commanded you and lo i am with you always even unto the end of the world amen Sometimes when i speak i get really lonely up here so i like the interaction so i will start over And start preaching again. If I don't hear, amen. (laughs) Praise God. No, I won't do that. I will not. I promise. Okay, praise the Lord. So when Jesus called and commissioned. So we see everything that we see was brought about through God's creative spoken word. Even you today being here is not by coincidence. It was ordered by the lord somebody prayed you in and prayer is still a form of the spoken word so because you were prayed in today you are here and because you are here you will receive from the lord because he's a good god and he always have good gifts for his children so having to do with the spoken words each time that the good lord would create anything the enemy he's such a counterfeit he always go and create something that's similar or close to what the truth is just to throw us off and sometimes it's so close that we're unable to detect the the counterfeit from the real so the so satan's presentation to us was and this was an article and it's even spoken in the schools in the universities and so forth so this is his presentation our universe was born about 13.7 billion years ago in a massive explosion that blew space up like a gigantic balloon and we call this the big bang theory and pastor always said how is it Out of an explosion, every time I've ever seen an explosion, it's always destructions, it destroys, it doesn't create. So this was Satan's attempt to negate the truth of how the world was created by the spoken word. So now let's take a look at the truth. Let's go to Genesis 1, 1 to 3. We could hear him say, let there be waters under the heaven, let there be earth bringing forth grass, let there be. And this is how, with his spoken words, the world was created, and this is the truth. And also let's go to Hebrew 11 verses 3. And it reads, Through faith we understand that the worlds were formed from the word of God. So that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. So here it's saying that through faith we understand that the worlds were formed. So it needed a substance from another world in order to invade earth in order to create so this is the supernatural part of it the spoken word that was brought into the earth and then with faith when faith is activated with the word then the supernatural happens amen and this morning i i won't belong my messages they're always short and to the point so I'm gonna just be touching on three, three things relating to the spoken words, three headings having relation to the spoken word. The first one being, words are a container of power. Therefore, it requires a level of maturity, responsibility, and carefulness. Number two, speak life and not death. Number three, we're gonna prophesy our future. Amen. And then with the first one, words are a container for power, therefore it requires a level of maturity and carefulness. And then you would ask, why? Why this carefulness? And I say to you, because there is death and life in the power of the tongue. And let's go to Proverbs 18 and verse 21 for that reading. It reads, Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit fruit thereof. Death and life is in the power of the tongue, so with the tongue, you create your reality. Whichever of the two that you choose to meditate upon, whether it be death or whether it be life, that will, be, that will become your portion in life. If each and every day you get up and you speak doom and gloom over your life, all of a sudden you start to see yourself getting older really fast. There's so many things that start to happen because the word it's quick and it's powerful and it is the active thing. Even in the natural, even when you have people speaking just positive, if we should remove the spiritual element from it, you can see that they smile more, they're more happier, much less to add the spiritual element to it. Your dynamite. So when you speak life, life, then that's when you start to possess that's when you start to understand who you are as children of god we have to babysit the mouth and the mind we can't just get up and speak anything that we want any word any loose idle words just proceeding out of our mouth we have to be careful Because with those words, we create our destiny, we create our future. So it is very serious. Even sometimes, you know, even the pastor reminds me, be careful of your words. And this message is not only for you, but it's also for me. Because we are creative people and we need to understand that whatever we speak, it is active. It is life. And it takes on that life. So we have to be so careful. If it's something that you don't want to be a part of your future, do not say it. Close your mouth. If you have nothing to say, say nothing. A lot of people say sometimes, you know, why are you so quiet? Because I want to weigh my words. I don't want to just speak because I have a mouth. It's not worth it if words, idle words, are just spewing out of our mouths. And not only that, with the words that we speak out of our mouth, we will be judged on each and every single word that proceed out of our mouth. Now to me, that is a scary thing. That, that scares me. So that's why with my words, I want to be very careful. If I have nothing to say to someone, instead of pulling them down or tearing them down, I say nothing. If I don't have a compliment to compliment you or lift you up or pull you up in the spirit, don't say anything, people, because your words are creative. Hallelujah, we thank you, Lord. And then we go to the other point, the tongue, the tongue. We need to babysit the tongues, right, ladies? We need to babysit the tongue because it can be a beast and it's something that must be tame. Let's go to James 3. We thank you for your words, God. Thank you for understanding. Hallelujah. So, James 3. And we're just gonna read verses 6, 8, and 10. And it reads, And the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. So is the tongue among our members, that it defiles the whole body, and set on fire the course of nature, and it is set on fire of hell. But the tongue can no man tame, It is unruly, it is an unruly evil, full of deadly poison. I read the scripture, I said, Oh my God, why is this a part of us? Help us, Lord. And then we read down to number 10 and it says, Out of the same mouth proceedeth blessing and cursing. My brethren, these things are not so to be. If we're praying, let me give you an example. If we're praying for an individual, say you're praying for a friend. There is no way that you can be praying for someone, interceding for someone. And at the same time, tearing them down. It doesn't work. You can't have bitter and sweet water in the same place at once. We got to choose. And I encourage you to choose to speak life. Hallelujah. I'm just receiving like this is something that we do. We we truly do need to understand it. It's very paramount. If we're going to walk in victory if we're gonna walk in strength we can be pursuing all the things we can be reading the word and at the same time undoing what we're doing because of the words that we're speaking they're not edifying they're not godly so be careful we're not doing that brethren hallelujah we thank you Lord So let's now move on to number two. Speak in life and not death. Let's go to St. John 6, verse 63. I know there's a lot of scriptures, but stay with me because it helps When you see the word and when you see it with your eyes and you receive it it makes sense so saint john 6 verse 63 it is the spirit that quickeneth the flesh profiteth nothing the words that i speak unto you they are spirit and they are life so this is the word of god and he's saying that the the spirit, a quickness, and that the flesh profit nothing. And the words that he speaks to us, it's spirit and it is life giving. So I encourage us to speak faith filled words, believing as Jesus encouraged us to do. Now let's go back to Hebrew 11 and verse 3 that we read before. We're just going to break it down a little bit more right now. Praise the Lord. Before I do that, let's read Hebrew 4, verses 12. I'll give you time to get back there. And this scripture verse is going to talk about the word of God and it coming out of our mouths, the mouths of a believer and how sharp it is. And it's a sharp sword against the enemy. So if we're there, Hebrews 4, verses 12. For the word of God, it is quick and it is powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joint and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intent of the heart. So when the word go forth, it searcheth. And sometimes we don't like it but it is truth and it is sharp so whatever is in our heart that we are harboring in our hearts that even shouldn't be there the word searches that and the word is god himself and the word is what judge us so even if we're professing something with our mouth and our hearts is not in it Everything when it comes on to the Lord and to the word that searches the deep things, you will be exposed. So just be careful. Whatever we're doing, whatever we're saying, make sure that we're doing it from the right place, from a transformed, from a pure heart. Let us hide the word of God in our hearts so that we may not sin against him. Because many a times we would fall get back up and then we would say I don't know what's going on why am I falling so many times what is going on but we need to hide the word after we start hiding the word in our hearts then that's what will help us from you know sinning because we know that you know what the word says that God is good he wouldn't put on us more than we can bear and when we read these things and we understand them from spiritual understanding, then we hold fast and we hold true to the Word because we know that this is what the Word says and the Word of God is truth. And let me give you an example. For example, let me give maybe a wife and a husband situation scenario wherein which, say, maybe a new believer husband He's trying to overcome certain things. And then in the word, there is always everything for every situation that you're trying to overcome. There is always an account in the word that shows us how to strengthen ourselves, how to believe and how to stand, how to rise again. So say for example, this new believer husband is struggling with lust. He can go to the word And in Job, I think it's in Job 31 verse 1, where he says that he had made covenant with his eyes never to lust at another female. So that's what's in the word. If you struggle with something like that, you can go to that scripture verse and you can make the same covenant also and covenant covenant with God with your eyes never to do these things and every time you would look you'll remember that covenant and Say, you know what I made this promise to the Lord and I'm not gonna break it and wives when you see these things when you see them struggling to overcome certain things encourage them encourage them don't pull them down like for example if you're in the car whatsoever sitting down and then somebody will walk by, say, the streetlight crossing. And, you know, maybe the shorts will be a couple inches too short. And then, you know, the husband is trying to overcome these things. And, you know, he'll be looking the other side, maybe praying in tongues, trying to help himself, you know, not to sin. Because he know he made this covenant within him, himself to the Lord. So he's praying, Lord, give me strength, give me strength not to look. And then he's turning the other way. And then now the provocative wife would come and say, I know you want to look, look. You know, wives, it speak about the foolish woman in the Bible. Let's not be one of them. Let's encourage them. Let's pray for them. Pray their strength in the Lord. Whatever it is that they're going through, there's always a scripture verse in the Bible that encourage thus. So let us aid and not pull down the work that the Lord is doing. Amen? And also, let's go to what I did say. Yeah, now let's look at Hebrew 11, verse 3. And we touched on this earlier. When it speaks on through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. So God has given us the words, his word, to frame our lives and our future. In the departments of our health, in the departments of our finances, whatever mountain there might be that we're struggling with, he has given us the framework And at times, instead of using our words, we're sitting and we're waiting for a job or we're waiting for a certificate or we're waiting on the government to do what only you can do through your words. So let us not only wait on these things. Yes, you're in school and uh, you're trying to accomplish something, but at the same time, We need to activate faith because the Lord said that he has given us his word to create our future. The purpose of the mouth is not only to eat food, but also to speak his creative words and to create our future. So the word itself, let's break this down now. It must be read. It must be studied it must be digested into your hearts and then released until then there's no activation so let's go over that again so the word this is how the word take on spirit life and then this is how the supernatural start happening for you it must first be read if the bible is just there and closed there's nothing that it could do for you within itself so it needs to be read Studied, digested and then released. And this is how the Christian lives victoriously. We're, we're having a lot of Christians not living victoriously or not living a powerful life as the Lord has created. They're living powerless. And this is when sometimes identity would step in because as I said the word within itself is dead even sometimes when you read it and if it doesn't make sense to you if you have no understanding of it there's no way you can activate what's in it for your life sometimes when you find things like that happening before you open the bible to read it you pray and you pray holy spirit help me to understand the words that are within this book when I open it please let there be spirit life to open my eyes remove the veils from my eyes so I can see and when I read there will be understanding there will be the knowledge of exactly what it is that I need to garner from this word you pray like that and even sometimes when it's not opening up to you you know, sometimes when you read something once, it makes no sense. But when you go back and you read it, it makes sense. Because sometimes when you sleep on it, it's kind of like, well, for me anyway, it's like there's a visual. And then it just makes sense the next day. And I pick up the verse, and then I could get so many things from the one verse. It just makes sense. So what you do now, even this helps too. You pick the Bible up and you become familiar with it, skip the leaves. Touch the leaves. Carry it with you everywhere you go. Whenever you have a moment, you just open it. Look at the words. Read the words. Become familiar with the book. And it will just open up. It will just open up for you. Because you have, as children of God, we have the spirit of God within. And He's the greatest teacher that I know. And he will teach you all things because it says that I will take the things of God and I will show them unto you. There's so much revelation that's in the word that the Lord wants to teach us, but we don't have the time to read, to understand what it is saying to us right now. Praise the Lord. And another thing, if there is anything that you see in your life that does not produce of the word, leave it alone. If you're coming into any situations, if you have a business, whatever it is, if it's not given honor to the Lord, if it doesn't align with the word, leave it alone. Because it's just, it's just going to fall. It has no foundation. The foundation is faulty. If the word, for example, say, by the sweat of your brow, you will eat. That was one of safe. That was one of the commandments. And then you find yourself coming into quick money however whatever means that is not of god because it's not in the word i'm not saying all the time it needs to come from there but your spirit will also give you the witness but if it's something that you're doing that's not aligning with the word leave it alone And then last but not least, I'm going to go into prophesying your future. I'm not telling others. It's it's not about the prophesying your future. It's not about telling what you will do or what you will have in the future. It's about prophesying to yourself first. Speaking the word of God over your life. When you're driving, when you're cooking, when you're doing your different chores. Just go through the scriptures and find what it says and who it says that you are. And you speak those scriptures over yourself day and night. You speak them over yourself until you start believing them. Until you start walking in that power. Until you start walking in that authority that the Lord has given you as child of the living God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. The Word of God is also an instrument of victory against Satan. When Jesus was tempted, he used the Word and he quoted the Word. He said, It is written. So with everything that will ever come, there won't be a scripture that is not in the Bible for you to counteract the situations that you're going through. And when they come, you need to say the same. You know what? It is written. But how would you know that it is written if you haven't read it? So read the word for ourselves. Don't just take it from another man. Read the word, knows what it says about you and about the different circumstances that you will be faced. Jesus Christ, he's coming back, he's coming soon and I believe that we might even come into a time where in which the word might not be around, I'm, I'm talking about say the physical Bible itself. And how will we stand when we don't know what's in it? We need to hide the word of God in our hearts. We need to know what is in it. Amen. Power of the spoken word. It's not... I know that it sounds good. And it's not everyone can just stand up and, you know, speak the spoken word. It's a benefit as a kingdom child that we have. It's there for you also. It's, it's for everyone. The Lord wants you to know who you are and to come into that identity so you can speak. But in order for you to speak, you have to be in proper alignment. You have to first receive the Lord as Lord and Savior for your life. You have to confess Him. And then, there are so many other benefits such as this one that you will come into. Don't leave yourself or your life the chance. Come into the fold before it's too late to be your cry. The Lord is merciful and we still have today. Tomorrow is not promised unto anyone. So, if you hear his voice, harden not your heart. Surrender to him. He is a good and loving God. And he wants to do good things for you. All that he has for you is good. Say yes to Jesus today and live a life of victory. Amen. So, that's the word short sweet and then i'm going to give it over to pastor but before i do so i just want to pray heavenly father i thank you oh god for your words i thank you oh god for utterance i thank you lord that these words oh god that has gone forth lord that they will fall upon good soil oh father let not the evil one take it away oh god from your children I pray that each and every heart that has heard these words that they will say yes to you Lord they will come into authority oh god with you today they will understand the power of the spoken word they will understand the creative word because you are a creative god and who you are we are also because we are children of the most high and we thank you lord we give you honor we give you all the praise as we say thank you in jesus name amen